Tuttle. Welcome, Florin family. We're here again on a wonderful Tuesday afternoon, 3 p.m. Central. We come every Tuesday, nearly every Tuesday. Most and we just, most Tuesdays, 99%, uh, to discuss maintaining forward progress in your foreign career. We go over a multitude of different topics. So if you're watching this on any of the socials, please consider liking, subscribing um, on YouTube. Um, if you find this valuable, a lot of the content is, um, you know, got a lot of years of experience behind it. And so uh, we just try to come with different topics to keep keep the ball rolling. And a lot of times you'll see that um, the topics overlap, but that's what business is about is uh, a lot of, of things you do will overlap. So today's topic is improving efficiency and productivity. Uh, I think we can talk about field and um, office, you know, how to set up a job uh, properly. Uh, but first off, uh, like I said before, uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Do it now or else we're not going to be here <laughs> next day. I'm just kidding. Okay, so, all right, let's huddle up, guys. Um, so, you know, when, when, I talk, when I think about efficiency and productivity, I always think about planning. Uh, I always think about setting up things to uh, succeed the best. Um, just about anything you do, you do that. But often on job sites, uh, we, I, I experienced it last, uh, last week I was on the job site and we had guys, you know, a younger crew gluing up, uh, some classrooms for some LVT and carpet tile. They'd glue up one part at a time and wait for it to dry mm. and glue up the next one and wait for it to dry and working with other trades and letting other trades in the rooms and trying to work with them to allow them. And so uh, we switched it up when I got on site and we got all the other trades out of there and we glued up six rooms and um, uh, got them all installed. But the, the, the point is how you set up and plan your, your job, just about anything when you start talking about efficiency and productivity it requires a plan. So that's my two cents. You know, um, I had wrote that down about the, um, you know, that's a simple uh, example, but it's a real life one that just happened is, you know, how do you best set up the job as an installer to be able to get the most productivity, earn the most money and leave the, the, the best impression upon the client? office um my two cents there is just you know really making sure your job sites are set up um go careers coming out with a new feature that's going to help drastically with this i believe and that's called link and you'll be able to shoot a link call to your video call to your superintendent make sure they walk you through the we'll be probably doing a demo here on live on the podcast in the future to kind of give you an idea of what that's about so you know, inefficiencies and loss of productivity, uh, labors are number one or number two uh, expense. And so efficiency and productivity are like the key to profit. So what's your guys' thoughts on 
setting up, you know, we got kind of this field and office kind of dichotomy, uh, but both have their jobs to do. I just want to kind of add to what you just said, because it does it does bring to the surface. Um, is some of the issue is, is is having the right leadership who understands the that there is a a process, a systematic process into which everything should be installed in order for it to be profitable um, and and get some square footage down. Um, and it almost sounds like uh, there was a, no, I don't I don't know the guys, but like for me, I would interpret that situation that you ran into as um, a very passive crew um, where they just nail on the head. I'll just okay. say you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, that that, that would be it. Like they don't want to ruffle feathers. They don't want, but at the same time, they're putting everyone else's profit and everyone else's uh, dollars and cents and and forward progress before their own. Um, and can't make up those days at the end. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say you hit the nail on the head. A passive. Uh, we don't want to be. Some guy trying to get through a freshly brand. I just put my final sweep on a floor and they're trying to walk through and it's all caution taped off. I said, you can't come through here. Well, I got a job to do too. You know, starts barking. I said, I get it. Give us a couple hours. This will be ready. And he just keeps going and going and going. And I was like, look, you're not coming through. So I don't know what to tell you. You're just wasting time <laughs> standing here arguing with me. So, mm-hmm. you know, go find something this building's huge go find something else to do for a couple hours and we'll have you a path through here where you can walk on it right and they don't understand is you need the floor to do the floor right and it's like that's what we we explain to people it's like look like you said go find something else to do right now you can have this entire area tomorrow but today it's mine yep yeah yeah and, and and convincing um you know, contractors, we didn't used to have to way back in the day. It was just when the flooring guys are there, it's time to get out of the way because we are the one trade that needs the entire space. We can't right. <clears throat> write a painter can paint a wall and an electrician can be on the other wall. Uh, uh, outlet covers right behind him, you know, and the ceiling guy can, can be up there, you know, working, uh, not creating dust if they're painting, but you know, electrician can be up in the ceiling even working as long as it's not creating a bunch of dust. I mean, that you can just you're not taking up the whole space like you are in flooring. But that's why GCs, if you're watching, we want to be in last. That's why we say we're the last ones in. And get try, you know, I find GCs more and more often trying to shoehorn you in before their ceiling grid up and you're doing full height wall tile and they want you to just cut it to this line and all this kind of crap. It's just like, just get the work in front of me and then I'll do my job. And we're more efficient. We actually proved our point last week when we ended up doing a little over a thousand yards and probably 4,000 feet of base and or right around there, a bunch of transitions, a bunch of three, another 3,000 feet of LVT on top of that. And a day and a half with six of us and they they were like well we want to do it this way every time now and we're like that's what we've been trying to get you to get (laughs) us to do the whole time is like um, get the entire area ready the entire wing can be ready and we can knock it out in a day 
and be in and out of your hair. Or you can do it the way that you were having us do it before, where in the other wing, we'd go in and do a classroom and then jump over to the classroom across the, the common area and do that one and then hip scotch, hopscotch over to another, you know, it just, that's inefficiency. It is, it is. And um, when, when you're able to be more efficient and they do give you more freedom, more room to roam, um, team morale is actually up too, because you don't have to start and stop so many different times. You don't have to, uh, you don't, you don't get, like you said, hop, you go across the hall, do another room back and forth, right? Instead of just progressing or go down. Well, the you got to take your tools right? with you and, you and they just don't understand that. Got set up all over again. Yeah. Uh, remote. And sometimes you're going to lose a half a day with a whole crew if you got to go it's, somewhere else. It's particularly true if you're in an air, if you're outside your like, if you're an hour or more away, if you're going to be staying the night, like I had six guys have to stay one night. Away from their family for one night, as opposed to one crew for six or seven days, or maybe even 10 days dinking and donking around and you having us do this corner and then you move your freaking piles of ceiling tile on top of our carpet and then we get to sand and sweep and do the other area and then you move more shit on there and then we you know it's just like it, it's it completely inefficient what i would say for companies and i tell my managers is fight for your efficiency fight for your company mm -hmm. job sites are friendly you just have to, you just cannot be a yes man. If they say, we want you here on the 26th doing, you know, this classroom. And unless they can give you one hell of a compelling reason, say, how about I'm there on the 30th and you have eight classrooms and then I'll come through. I'll knock all eight of those out in the same time as it would take one when the job site's four hours away. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, right. we... we like, We've just been coaching for a long time about guys. that too. It's uh, you know, we can just as easily do you know, ten thousand square feet as we can do uh, you know, five thousand square feet if we have the room to roam. It's we're already set up. We're already ready to rock. You know, we don't know starting and stopping, remobilizing, re, uh, resituating any areas that we have set up for mixing prep material and no. Well, it seems the the big thing is prep because they the don't realize a lot of what we do especially in the resilient world is prep so we'll prep for four days and then we'll install everything in one day so when you're trying yeah. to make us do that in sections it just don't work out yeah even when you're prepping for like this was carpet tile milliken carpet tile so it doesn't have to be perfect but you know when you're prepping for that and you're scraping and sanding and and sweeping and uh, you know, clean out saw joints and patching saw joints. When you're doing all of that activity to stop, wait for that to dry. And then once that dries, you glue up the room and now you're waiting for that to dry. For that start and stop, they don't understand how many hours that costs you. Up that uh, one little area 
it would have probably it probably cost us five or six hours of man hours to do it that way comparative uh, every day comparative to getting in a flow and prepping all the rooms like one person is cleaning out saw joints and vacuuming as they go and the other guy's right behind him patching floors and once you get that system going and just as soon as you're done patching you go the the first guy's going back and grabbing the sander hitting and if you patch it right with carp tell you ain't got to do this but uh going back and hitting uh you know sanding the the floors and going through right behind that and pat and, and uh uh sweeping well at the end of four hours all all the rooms are ready compared compared to the same right. amount of, or similar amount of time in one room so yeah efficiency is really what i hear and what comes up a lot and you will find this i think you guys probably already know it's communication like communicating with your gc on what you need and then holding strong and then executing on the plan there's nothing yeah. worse than if you say no i'm not going to be there until this day and i'll knock it out in a day and it takes you four <laughs> days still well you know they have a right to be a little upset then yeah but they do. the fact is like you know know what you can do and and proper planning and proper communication because you guys just said it you know you got to talk to the gc you got to talk to those parts. guys a lot of moving parts and it's just understanding i think there's a there's a, a longer list of what not to say right <laughs> how not to approach it than there is to as far as what to say and i think uh, with a little bit of practice anybody can uh, can get to that point where they're just you uh under promise over deliver and that's that's another thing too is that that helps yeah if the job's set up so you you use some mechanism to make sure that you go go to the job site or you you discuss and make sure the area is ready and your crew shows up and there's ample space most good flooring companies are going to really surprise you with how much can be done if you give them the area and the 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 cooperation of getting stuff out of the way helping to uh maintain traffic because that's another big piece that we always have to fight is traffic uh but then you know you'll get a lot of floors down in a short amount of time most most of the time what's your uh i do have a question for you guys what's your approach on say uh do you guys do residential remodels or new just new residential only remodels yeah. only remodels well, that's probably a little easier when you're just dealing with the homeowner but what are some some um you know Actually, best um, practices there guys for for our residential uh audience get all your ducks in a row don't uh if if if, if you have an installation background then you might have a, a little more information to pass on to the, the homeowner right but but do not speak for the installer uh, unless you know for sure you guys are are installing in the same exact uh, method, because you know, I from start to finish might be a little bit different than Daniel, and we might be different than you, and I don't want to over speak. Um, so um, doing your best to not give false expectations. Are we and talking? Kind of, we're talking about salesmen here from a, a retail right, place yes, or yes, something. Yes, sorry, okay. salesman. Yeah. Um, and and that's only because we've been in the situations before when they're like, well, they said that you guys were going to start over here. And it's like, why would anyone ever start in this back room right here? Start in the closet. <laughs> yeah. 
inserted the closet so I could put on my coach back. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real thing. Um, I, I would say that that would, would help with um, efficiency is, is uh, where I was going with that was setting expectations, right? Uh, don't, don't set the wrong expectations and be thorough and don't be afraid to say, I'll have to get with the installer or if you are the installer and you're selling the job and, and that's what you're doing, then just make sure you're not over speaking. Don't, don't make a promise that you don't know you can keep yet. Uh, I any of the residential we do now, we only do, I shouldn't say only 99% of the residential we do, which is pretty small amount overall um, is, is new uh, or near new um, doing a house for a guy where I had to go in and finish up some work for another company. Um, a good, a good buddy of mine that, you know, built a big old house and stuff didn't get done right. And he asked me to help him get it finished. So the, the best thing I can say that from my experience is to let them know that, you know, it not kind of like what you said earlier, Jose, not over promise with a homeowner because that it's, so, they only have a few days. Construction sites one is one thing. I, I say, don't do that on construction sites either, but when you're only going to be on a job for two or three days, you know, doing somebody's kitchen or somebody recarpeting someone's house or some new vinyl in the laundry room or whatever, when you're only going to be there for, for a short time, if you, if one day turns into two, well, you just doubled the time, you know, and yeah, doubled the homeowner's uh, exposure to the whole uh, flooring replacement. And it's, it's a disruptive deal to have your flooring replaced because you got to move everything. Yeah. It's not like you can just throw plastic over it and paint the walls, you know, it's like everything's got to be moved out. So good communication. Again, it goes back to communicating well with the person who's receiving the service. You're right about those curveballs too, because we just actually had uh, an instance like that where um, the installer had a, a death in the family and had to deal with a couple things and just like, he was like, hey, let me push it back a day. And then it turned to two days and it's like, just take care of what you got to take care of. We'll get it covered, right? It, it, Instead of pushing it back and, and costing the the client an extra couple of days because they had to get a pod unloaded, they were moving from out of state. They were on a time frame that like mm -hmm. they had a deadline, and we we had to figure it out on our end, and we did. It did cost us an extra day for us to go in there because it was kind of a you know curveball, but um, we were able to to make it happen. And that, that's one of the things you have to realize in residential too is that like they weren't living in there yet, but most of the time they are, and they're yeah. taking off days of work in order to be there because I mean that's that's their whole world in that house so they're not trying to have anyone in there messing with anything that that they don't want them yeah. to so they want to be present yeah and those days off are important to people I mean just think of yourself when you take a day off you know to do something <laughs> and it doesn't happen I mean it's 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 disruptive so trying to hit those days Kudos to you guys. One of the reasons we don't do much residential is uh, we're just not, we haven't taken the time to get good enough at, at really approaching it to where we don't disrupt the homeowner. Uh, I know it's a, a good business, but we, we just have not found the best way. So 
Uh, maybe we're just too commercially minded, but most of our residential are bigger. Yeah. <laughs> we're the same. But but you, got, just, you guys have just, pulled it just, off though. Yeah, we just deal with it like, you know, sometimes you just got to roll with the punches, man. That's it. That's all we can yeah. do. Well, the I, I would say the, the one thing I always remind people is like, I don't want to rush through this to get you done on time in the in the time frames the, the times we have been doing residential jobs and not been able to get done in time you're going to be living with this floor for a time I, I don't want five hours of extra time i could get out of here and leave you but i want this to last for you i want this to be beautiful and you look at it and you know kind of show them the vision of it once it's done through the words of you know just through communication um yeah, I, I, I'll sacrifice an extra five hours tomorrow uh, to get this done right because I don't want to. I don't want to have any, you know, problems, long-term problems, or one hundred percent. So again, communication. So you know, efficiency is all about productivity, or you know, leads up. It's kind of like I view it as like the building blocks of productivity. If you're efficient, you should be productive. Not always, but. Uh, for the most part, it's going to improve your productivity. Um, as subs, we, you know, when I subbed, it was the number one thing I concerned myself with going to a job. I mean, I did a lot of planning as a sub ahead yeah. of time, asking questions and discussing the project with my, you know, client, whoever I was working for, because I wanted to go in and like, I was kind of considered a jerk because I didn't talk a lot <laughs> I was just like I'm here to work you know I can't even imagine that I can't even imagine that. <laughs> well it was just a different time and and uh frankly I had a, a child very well and I just you know I had to get her to appointments all the time and it was all about just get in yep, get my track. work done and I was just one track minded um but outside that it's you know it's the only way you can really, it's the easiest way you can impact your bottom line as an installer is by increasing your efficiency and your productivity. Unless you're supplying materials, which most installers, you know, maybe supply some stuff, but not the bulk of the materials. Mm -hmm. I do, I, I do know there's some, you know, there's, there's out. installer is going to pick it up and take it to the house and do the job. If that's the case, your number one cost is your labor, your, yeah. your personal time, as well as whatever you have helping you. Uh, so just this can, can make a big impact on your, on your bottom line. If you listen to some of these things and really communicate well and make plan for your job, don't just show up to the job with no idea. Make sure you have the right equipment. Make sure you have the right, you know, tools and materials and check all that when you get there because who wants to get halfway, you know, through the job, start unpacking stuff just to find out it's not the right material. So, right. you know, or the right it. equipment. Um, like, like yeah. you just, so one of the things that, that we started doing early on too was, uh, like you said, asking questions.
this is all stuff that like if I go look at a project, I'm gonna test the rip on a commercial job. I'm gonna I wanna know uh how hard is it? What equipment am I going to need? Am I on a first floor uh, uh upper levels? What is the capacity of the elevator? Do I have a, a dedicated elevator? Where can the dumpster be put? Like all of this has, you know, it, it all ties into the efficiency thing. So that way I know uh, who, what, uh, uh, and when I can plug it in to maximize efficiency. And doing all of that as a labor only actually helped us become better um, when we got into the sales portion, because now we're looking at just, we're looking at way more than one aspect, right? Because if you can maximize on the labor portion and then and and then do your best to be efficient on uh, the sales portion, you're going to maximize your profitability uh, with both of those areas combined. And that's really what, I mean, you're going to practice until you figure that out, and then it's going to, you're going to evolve, right? But you, you got to, you got to put forth some effort into all of the details. The details are very important for efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. So communication, those details, like you said, where the dumpster sets is even an important one, especially on your larger if you're on a larger job site even if it's a house the dumpsters freaking 100 yards away you better be thinking about that when you're planning your your installation i mean it's going to be a haul just to get your trash thrown away we that a lot on commercial sites where the dumpsters you know a good 100 yards away from the building or you know at the other end of the building or something yeah well, what, so, what if it's, you're tearing up a bunch of vct and they give you a dumpster that's got six foot walls, but you got to get the VCT in there and they already loaded some of it. You know, now you're yeah, filling up trash cans like this just so that way you can lift and dump if they don't have a, a way to put in a bucket and a sky track. So there's a, there's all that. Like, I don't know, live and learn, I guess. That's like, hey, I don't want anything higher than four feet. <laughs> you yeah. know, this, or make friends with the, uh, make friends with the other trades too, because they're typically mm -hmm. the ones with the unilators and lulls yep. on job sites that'll help I you think... get your materials off. But uh, a bottle of crowns went a long way <laughs> in the past to get it. Or a pizza. <laughs> or a pizza. Or donuts, 30 pack. Yeah. yeah. Just take care of each other out there. And usually it's good to do it before you ask the favors. Just say, hey, look, I got everybody this. Hey. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, we're the floor guys. We're not starting till you know next week, and then they right away they they already like your crew because hey your your boss bought us donuts. What they don't even buy us donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the talk about efficiency. Not not much more savings on efficiency than than you know forking a pallet of carpet tile off a job instead of uh, hand unloading it. My brother has his dog here, and he keeps on farting. Dude. <laughs> I was going to ask if your brother was letting loose or what. <laughs> he keeps on farting, right? <laughs> well, um, I, the, the systematic approach to things to maximize your labor and maximize uh your productivity i wrote down you know with most jobs if you nickel and dime a job that's got a penny budget you're gonna you're, you're setting yourself <laughs> up for failure right so like you got to get in and not nickel and dime a project around um so again that goes back to communication and good quality uh information from you and and talking to people um 
the setting up of pools and things like that, the crews that we see be the most successful either have a major rig that has just about everything you can think of in it, or they're very um, meticulous in what they put in their vans or their, their vehicles when they know they're going to do a job. And of course, all of the crews we work with are on Go Carrera. And I'm, I've started in my detail area, even putting equipment like required equipment, stuff I know you're going to have to have, right? Like if it's a hard rip and I will put on there, you know, either right on demo, carpet puller, something, <laughs> you better take something, little eddies, something, because it's going to be a bear, you know? So I'm trying to communicate that to the crews better. Um, that's how we can get, continue to get better as a company. We're not great. Um, at that even I'd, I'd say we're good, but we can become better, uh, at, at trying to make sure that we're communicating the information of the job site to the installer before they get there. Installer has to listen though, because there's been plenty of times where we're out there in the warehouse and we're like, Hey, make sure you take this. And then we get a call like an hour later. Hey, we forgot to grab that. I literally told you right before you left not to forget it. Yeah, we're all on the same team, guys. Help us out. <laughs> well, um, the, you don't the only other really thing take I can... all the way. Sorry, go ahead. What's that? I was like, a, a part of that is in the morning, you know, people want to socialize in the morning while they're getting ready. So they start talking about what they did over the weekend and, you know, things get missed because they're in conversation. And I know that that's what some of that is. And you don't ever want to be the guy to say, stop talking about your life, get your get everything together then you'll have time you know you don't want to be that guy but um guys pay attention yeah i just um you know i know a lot of our guys will go out and i'll go out in the warehouse when guys are loading up if they're loading up for a job for me and they're out there chitter chatting i get it but i'll still say hey you got all the equipment you need you get everything that you need for this job on the truck you know i have a nice um, little note in the bottom of all the work order that says do you have everything you need? Question mark. But I have yeah. like items, items you might need, you know, and, and then additional notes on top of that. I, I, I never had any of that. So I try to incorporate that and make it easier. Does it happen on every project? No, it don't. But like for the ones that I have all the information for, yes, it does. Yeah. We just got, you know, continue to get better. I mean, if you were perfect at everything, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't need to have this podcast, right? Yeah, we would we wouldn't have much to talk about on this podcast. You'd just be like, Well, I, I'm great at this. I don't know about what your <laughs> how was your how was your day, Paul? <laughs> Perfect. Mine too. Until next week. Adios. <laughs> yeah. So um the bottom line, guys, is and I think we can, you know, the overall um discussion topic being efficiency and productivity overall go into the job thinking about it that's what i would tell you go in thinking about how can i be the most efficient um i i tell people all the time i'm not the you know i considered myself pretty fast installer good quality fast installer it's not because i cut in faster than the other guy it's not because i can run a row faster or cut down a straight edge faster it's because of the way you set the job up to yeah. that as soon as i'm done with one thing i know exactly what i'm going to to do like 
there's no missed beats. You go from this to this and you just continue. If you work and don't stop moving for eight hours, you're going to get a lot of shit done. And it's, it's more about the system, systematic planning and setup of the job more so than the, you know, ripping down a wall, cutting all fast. I mean, it's not why uh, some crews are faster than others. Most of the time, it's just approaching it from a systematic standpoint, and they know what they need to get done, you know, to keep everything moving so that you're not right. waiting. I hate waiting on something to dry. If I'm waiting on something to dry, <laughs> I planned incorrectly. Something should be drying while I'm doing something else. Or yeah. or while you're on lunch. Yes, or while I'm on or, lunch. Or, or overnight, yeah. That's, so, man, that's something should be happening. Something. Like, at the end of the day, you ought to have patch on the floor somewhere before you leave or something, yes. especially, you know, on bigger job sites. So you come in the next day and you're not waiting for patch to dry. An hour on today glue. saves four hours tomorrow, man. Like, people don't understand that. And it's hard. Yep. It's, it's hard to, it's hard for everyone to share that mindset, right? Because everyone's like, oh, man, it's, you know, I've worked seven hours, seven and a half hours right now. We're a half hour from eight hours. Let me just dink around for the last half hour and do something instead of saying, you know what? I just work an extra half hour, work eight and a half hours or nine hours today. That means I can save, you know, four guys times an hour tomorrow morning. You know, we can probably bang this job out in a half day on Friday. And then I'll be out early on a Friday instead of working. And, and well, and it's so much more enjoyable. I, I got to, you know, it's so much more enjoyable to, to work when things are like moving in the right um, sequence. I mean, we sometimes you can't help it and you have to go out of sequence and the, it, it's no fun. I mean, plenty, plenty of times, but it's, it's not, it's not as enjoyable as getting in and the things running the way they, they should run. And I, I'd say to bring up mindset, maybe that's the key is yeah. like installers, you need to understand that you're healthy. You're part of the team, your trade partner. We, we say that term a lot. Uh, Daniel, mm -hmm. you know, has, has really uh, used that term on this podcast a lot. I've adopted it and stole it and trade it's partner means you're works. a partner it means you're you're helping to get to the end result and not you're not a child you're not an employee especially you know obviously i'm talking about subs you're if you're a sub you're a trade partner be a partner adopt the mindset of efficiency and productivity adopt and if you're, that if you're mindset an employee, you're a team member you're you're a member of the team it's still the same same concept it's just you just have a, a, a different label you're that's really it um yeah, it's just the only reason I don't always lump them together is um, often, you know, our equipment manager is checking out all the equipment to them and they get it for free out of the, you know, they <laughs> they have all their equipment and stuff supplied for them. So, uh, you know, what we have found is sometimes with subs, if they don't have one, they they think they can, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. Well, figuring things out on a job site, like figuring out how to get carpet that's a hard rip up yeah you can cut it in three inch strips and rip it up by hand and take twice as long or if you don't have the equipment and you have a work order and you've had that work order for more than a day you ought to stop by home depot and pick up a little eddy at least or come in and 
rent one from us or go buy one. <laughs> right. Like there's there's multiple ways to plan. And it, I think the key is like adopting that mindset of uh, go into it thinking, how can I be as productive and efficient on this job as possible? I, I, I think just thinking that way by itself could help, um, you know, a lot of subcontractors out really well. I mean, the reason I was able to build a company off of being a sub and change from being a sub and then start selling materials is because I did make a lot of money subbing. I made a lot of money subbing and I was very responsible with the money and put all the money back. And we've had previous podcasts on financial responsibility as an installer, but if you want to have a prosperous life, you, you first off, make sure you're getting paid what you should get paid for, you know, what you should. But then after that, like efficiency, making sure you have yeah. profitable, that you're profitable and then being responsible with that profit. Don't go buy a Mercedes Benz, go buy a new right on demo machine, you know? Um, um, but you're forever you going to be rolling money right back into it. Right. Cause, cause you're going to find new ways. And then um, I'm, like, if you're me, you think that if you just bought something 10 years ago, you just bought it. But if, if you're Daniel, you understand that wear and tear is like, hey, like we're going to have to re-up on. Right. Like, uh, I can't believe we got to change these vacuum filters that we bought. The vacuums in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really I'm really bad with that. But, you know, because it, it's still fresh on the mind. Like, you know, I, we just bought, I, I the... just bought it like it's still brand new. I, I, I grew up using hand me down tools um, that lasted forever. And now we got equipment that doesn't last a year without it breaking down or or needing some kind of major maintenance so it's just like when that happens it's like what really already like what well that doing? brings up that brings up a good another good point make sure your equipment's in good working order yeah, yeah even we have had a problem with that like we'll tag it and we have the system and then it gets <laughs> tagged but then gets put back in the equipment room and then checked out to someone they don't notice the red tag and it doesn't work and you're out on the job site they the sub rented a sander from us, but grabbed the one that's, you know, got the, 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 uh, the cord all ripped. The, the guts well, the, the pins sheared off, uh, the, the oh, safety yeah. pin thing, mm -hmm. the shear pin, the shear pin, shear pin yeah. is, uh, sheared off. We got to put a new one in there. On I mean, like all that costs time and money that nobody needs to be spending. So ch check your equipment, make sure it's in good working order. And keeping it in good working order is best best way to be able to just go grab a piece and and uh, rock. Just so you know, for, for future your... reference, that that little uh, that little connector the shear pin he's talking about, they do make them in strictly alloy, not covered in plastic or hardened plastic. They only make those for their extreme machine. The, the alloy ones, well, you, I'm pretty sure you know somebody with a CNC machine. Get a strong one. Just be careful with your wrists. <laughs> yeah, be careful what you hit. Yeah. It's it's fine with your sander, not so great with the the scrape away head and and a good screw and the and the or a good nail in the concrete. All right, well, I think we've uh you know again it's a it's a I think a reiteration of some big common practices, which is communication and planning. Uh, but hopefully you guys picked up some gems here. Uh, if nothing else, just start thinking about it. Think about efficiency, productivity. How can I be as efficient, productive today as possible? Wake up in the morning, think that way. Get to the, you know, review your work orders. If your company gives you, you know, paperwork orders, that's fine. Just 
review them ahead of time. See if you can get them in time to where you can properly plan. Um, and, you know, if the company won't give them to you, then, you know, you got, that's, that's a little outside. Maybe you can have a conversation, but knowing what you're getting into before the day you start is probably best practice. And then actually look at them, consider what, because the company giving you a work order is just a labor work order. Uh, like I said, I've started to put plan it out in your head on how you're going to be the most productive in the day and, and watch how it changes your business. I, I promise you, you'll make more money uh, if you approach it this way and you'll be more efficient and everybody will be happier. That's my opinion. Yeah. Actually pay attention to it. Cause we, we do the same thing. He's rolled on there. You know, we got one of the older national 5,700, which is blue. And then the new ones are gray. He's like, take the green machine and then you walk out to the warehouse they already left and the blue machine is gone well it's like they're they're different the the battery has different capacity you know so yeah uh rougher rip you got to take the one that's going to last longer it's got a little more weight to and it then, and then i call and it's like hey why'd you guys take this machine oh well by the time we looked at the work order we already had this one on the forklift so that's just the one that we took anyways Again, look at your work order as early as you can so you can plan around yeah. and ask questions. Like that's the other thing. Sometimes a company isn't as thorough as they probably should be. I know we fail there sometimes. Ask questions. Um, if you're on Go Career, throw it in the chat. If you work for me and you're listening to this uh, or work with me, I should say, Throw it on the work order chat. Hey, man, is this carpet going to be a bear? Hey, have you tested this? Or is the job site ready? Like, yeah. just communicate back and forth. And I think that there's, there is definitely a little, uh, a larger window for commercial um, to have all those ducks in a row versus some of the residential where it's, they shop, they want it done, they find something they love, and you're there, you know, within within a week or sometimes a couple of days or sometimes the next day. Um, you know, so you there you have a little more time to get the right information in place, especially for a large commercial job, a large a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Hey. Yep, there's a skill to it. So all right. Well, gentlemen, thanks again. Appreciate everything every single week you guys being here. Um looks like we got some guests coming on next week, I believe. Uh going to be discussing uni unifying the flooring industry from, uh, you know, a, a few different guests, a few different parts of the industry and continue the conversation from a big perspective of what we really uh, care about here on the huddle. These guys, as much as anybody, is improving our industry and seeing how we can continue to kind of mend some of the tears uh, that have happened over the last, you know, couple of decades and, and, uh, hopefully push forward to a brighter future for everybody involved. Because uh, You, you I, look at the industry as a whole, right? We're all on the same team, but everyone is so segregated into their own markets that it's, it's hard to, to pull together. And we, I think we first realized that the first time we went to surfaces and it's like, man, <laughs> like this is an issue. 
but no one really talks about it and everyone is fine with hating everyone else because you know if you're a flooring installer you're automatically the best person in the world <laughs> yeah you're the best at what you do hey i can learn a lot from everybody out there man i'd love to hear from everybody um yeah well i think we've all said every week like reach out if you have any problems uh if you just want to talk about your business, there's been several guys have reached out on to me on Facebook Messenger, and I've helped them out on, you know, uh, a lot of times it's systems and processes um, that I help with. But, you know, we're all in this together. We're all here to try to, uh, you know, in, improve the industry overall. Here's our mascot. This is Bruce. <laughs> this is the good old farting dog. Oh, Gassy Bruce. Hi, buddy. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, and we will see you guys next week. In between, have a successful uh, go at it. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you next next Tuesday. Sounds yes, good. Sir. Thank we'll you. See ya. All right. See you guys. See everyone. Thank you. Bye.